0: Hi, this is Nathan, and welcome to a special presentation of the podcast, The Science Club.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver, and I'm Andrew Sebo And this week we are joined by special guest. Oh, it's just us.
0: Oh, it's just us.
1: Yeah. Oh no, it's a surprise. Andrew's <laughs> choice because hey! booking guests is hard this time of year, mm-hmm. and. There are things going on in our lives that made it harder. So,
0: couldn't be me. It's certainly not me.
1: No, couldn't it definitely be. wasn't. Dude, it's me.
0: Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> Both Who's of us have first? busy
1: schedules right <laughs> yes, now. It's a, you know, it's 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 life, but it's so, a yeah. season
0: for holidays if you will.
1: So yeah, you get you get a random Andrew's choice before our our Christmas episode um because we decided we weren't going to skip this week mm-hmm. and uh when when andrew and i decided on that and i said okay andrew it's your choice uh he threw out the episode that we're going to talk about today which is uh kind of a non-numbered episode it's the science club which is the third episode of the truth chronicles um because and this is a fact andrew hates me Uh, why do i (laughs) this is the worst episode i have ever covered and i am so upset (laughs) That we like squeezed an episode into the calendar, and this is what I had to deal with.
0: I so I cannot sorry.
1: believe that this was how I spent my day preparing. I
0: told you. I
1: am like you're. I don't know that you get another Andrew's choice. I might like, have lost my. This might have been the last one. We. I don't think we did a Dylan's choice this year. No. We did because we did the we did Aloha Oi, yeah. which was fine and there was like it was it was not particularly good but it was a good andrew's choice there was stuff to talk about this episode i don't even want to talk about (laughs) like i genuinely would be fine if we just like ended the episode here i would feel bad Uh, to the listeners of the show but i had the worst day so andrew so
0: sorry (laughs) how
1: did you choose this episode for your choice
0: so i used to love this episode as a kid. I got this uh album as a Christmas gift. Like I think it was the last uh Adventures in Odyssey album that I got cuz it was right around the album 50. I mean, it was it came out right after album 50 and I think that there was at least in the Acebo household a, a certain amount of uncertainty whether Odyssey would continue. Um, and so I listened to this album a bunch, and it obviously is Paul Harlinger's last album is Wit, which is great, and I do- it's tragic. Uh, no, he it's deserves terrible. so much he better. He deserves infinitely better, <laughs> in hindsight. But as a kid, this was, like, catnip. It was, like, everything I loved about Odyssey. There was, like, kids oh, with Kidsboro. Oh. There was history with, um... Oh, they, there's like a Pilgrim's Progress Revisited, which is all about the Puritans and how great they were. Um, and then there was this uh, this other separate arc, which is all about absolute truth and basically like the culture war topics that aren't homosexuality that Focus on the Family really wanted to hit on.
1: You were so homeschooled.
0: I was so homeschooled. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's a burden I carry with me.
1: <laughs> so I on the other hand never, never listened this. <laughs> to this episode because it didn't seem worth it. It was it didn't air on the radio, which yeah. is primarily how I listened to it online exactly. after it after they aired. So it's where I talked like listened to Kids grew a lot of affection for these. This was an album that they had at the church library at some point, but I looked at the cover and went why, why would i do that and so i just didn't There's and some... i had never experienced it until today and i wish i could go back <laughs> yeah it is the fact that kids were a all... dreary day and i just yeah it was just miserable like
0: <laughs> i'm so sorry in fairness chalk squad i feel like i do need to defend myself When I pitched this episode, I said I was going to go on a rant 12 years in the making. So I wasn't saying that this is an episode that I uh, really had a lot of affection for, but certainly stuff to talk about.
1: I don't know. I, I, I think you could have chosen better.
0: I definitely could have. The problem that I ran into is that so many of the episodes I wanted to cover, we either are planning to next year or are multiple parts and so to sure. get something that was standalone, that I had, like, enough personal connection to, yeah. and, like, a decent amount of knowledge to be able to talk about, um, I, wanted, I was there for evolution. So
1: that's how I, I wanted to talk about Sounds Like a Mystery. And instead I said, no, I'm not going to force Andrew to do my thing. Let me let him choose.
0: No, you should have done Sounds Like a Mystery. I know
1: I should have. <laughs> I'm also upset with myself, (laughs) Andrew.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) To be fair, the schedule got weird, and we thought we were going to maybe be doing two, like, Andrew's choice and then a Dylan's choice, but we're not doing that at this point? I Maybe? I don't know. Maybe sounds like a mystery comes out next week. Who Who knows? knows? (laughs) The world is weird right now. But... Yeah, so... I'm so sorry, Dylan. To get into this episode, too, it, this is the other... Uh, it's just on the, on the list of, like, things that are upsetting about this episode. It's written and directed by Paul McCusker, mm-hmm. and every episode on this album is, mm-hmm. except for Kidsboro, which Marshall Younger made.
0: Dang. I actually... I didn't know that.
1: Neither did I until today. Wow. And that is... Cut to uh, us covering
0: Kidsboro being, like, Marshall Younger wrote Kidsboro, and- Paul McCusker wrote all the rest of the tru- tru- Truth Chronicles.
1: So, look, here's the deal. The, the concept of the Truth Chronicles mm-hmm. is Focus on the Family made this thing called the Truth Project for adults that was like mm-hmm. a curriculum about absolute truth Mm -hmm. and government and whatever else they felt like Like the stuff stuff that they care about and they had this idea notably
0: lacking in family though
1: (laughs) right no 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 no. yeah exactly and they and they had this idea of like hey we should make like some adventures in odyssey to go along with this Mm -hmm. and so they did but and, and we can get into it as we go. But, like, also, I just stopped taking notes about halfway through this episode. <laughs> I finished it out of respect for not you, but the show. Yeah. <laughs> but I went there. I don't need to take notes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> None of this is good. And the... Yeah. the it, but it's such a... We've talked about in the past of sometimes Odyssey is story first... And every once in a while they like prioritize a moral or like a point they're trying to make over mm-hmm. the story. Never has that been more true than on this one. Oh yeah. There is no story here. No. The characters are nothing. They're entirely like, confused. This is just a lecture of yep. an episode. Yep. And it's <laughs> not awful. even a good one. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's so upsetting. And the Yeah.
0: It I feel like just, it does injustices it, to
1: both sides.
0: Yeah. In my like, opinion.
1: And yeah, oh no, it sucks th- thoroughly. Yeah. And like I I think it also feels very much like the people who like people from higher ups that focus on the family mm-hmm. came down from the mountain yeah. and said, You are going to make episodes on these things. Yeah. And then Paul McCusker had to make episodes on these things. Not to let him off the hook, but just to say, like, maybe he could have done better, but this was so, like, clearly intervened. Yeah. In the same way that, like, some of those early really, like, Mm -hmm. what are we going to do about Halloween and whatnot feel very much like, oh, this is something that focus on the family james dobson whomever wanted to say Mm -hmm. and they just used the show as the vehicle for that yeah um and like this one right has that cranked up to 11 there is no artistic joy in this episode (laughs) the performances are fine the sound design is fine none of that like stands out to me um yeah, and I just feel bad for everyone who had to, like, suck it up and make this episode. Yeah. And even worse for every child who listened to this growing up.
0: <laughs> now Dylan pities Andrew more than anything. Uh, yeah, no, the fact that this <laughs> is
1: an episode you connected with is one of the saddest things I've heard.
0: No, no, it is, it's upsetting because I remember feeling... In that moment, like when I heard it for the first time, I think I was in my kitchen um, and like uh, I we had like a CD player in there or whatever and I had it going and I heard it and I felt like I finally had something to say to uh, my friends that were secular or believed in evolution and like as a very precocious Oh, and kid, that thing
1: was, hey, look at this, this jar, jar of, of marbles. marbles. Yeah oh great yeah i'm so glad i wasn't your friend at that time
0: (laughs) well and it's not even that i necessarily did that because i had frustrations beginning i would say like my frustrations with evangelical interpretation of creation is one of the like front runners that uh kind of paved the way for what questions i would ask later and how i would reevaluate my faith um But that was always because of this kind of culture war clash that I grew up in where there was so much of the, oh, Christians believe that humans were created, you know, science schools say that uh, people just evolved, and, you know, you grow up hearing news stories about all of this, and mom says something, dad says something, you know, I love both my parents, I think they did their absolute best to raise me, this is no slander towards them, but it was bigger than them this this culture war was bigger than them and so coming back to it now i've completely switched my interpretation to uh from being firmly on nelson's side to being on neither of their sides because i feel like none of them are doing a good job of actually conveying uh, their arguments
1: Oh, wait, you think it's straw men on both sides, Andrew? Yeah! (laughs) Who,
0: Who could it be? Who could it be? There's just a bit of nuance there with, you know, the creation of the universe.
1: No, no, it's not nuanced, Andrew. There's one answer, and it's marbles.
0: Yeah, no, so this episode definitely had, like, a lot of personal connection for me, because having older siblings, you know, Colleen was having this discussion this was around the time that like seventh heaven was on tv and that was a big thing on that show where it was like kind of a, a I ABC don't even know f- what this is so it was like, seventh <laughs> heaven was like a sitcom-esque like gilmore girls goes to church basically um oh. type of show that was on abc family for a couple years and it was kind of like a family drama type comedy thing and it was a platform for a lot of, like, the culture war stuff. Like, you know, uh, like, there's, like, the anti-pod episode, and the, oh, she, like, one of her friends gets pregnant too young. You know, I,
1: Oh, fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it really has its moments of that, and, uh, that influenced me because that started a lot of conversations in my family that I didn't feel like I could contribute to. Then Odyssey came along and gave me this wonderful blue marbles analogy. And boy, did I feel like the smartest kid this side of, uh, I don't know, Broad Street. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, you famously were the smartest (laughs) kid. This side of Broad
0: Street. The weirdest kid in town. Andrew was The smartest kid on the side of Broad Street rodney rathbone
1: no, leave. You, you lost you lost the rodney at some point that's actually our special guest this episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rodney rathbone joining joining the the party
0: oh my goodness we could, <laughs> that's what we should have done we should have just had me do my crying brian dern impression the entire episode.
1: great i i get the feeling that crying brian dern loves evolution so I'm, yeah i'm you sure
0: know. he does <sighs> Except for when he's in the elevator screaming for his life.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You put anyone in a crisis. Oh, that and would have been a good episode. I should have that one. <laughs> that episode is actually fun and yeah. interesting and well done. It's it's in real time. Like that yeah. episode works.
0: Yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize to everybody. I dropped the ball. My my choices were bad. Yeah. But uh, now it's... we're left left with this suboptimal <sighs> anti evolution episode.
1: And it's not that we haven't covered, like, we covered Choices basically a year ago Mm -hmm. with Candace and Karis of Adventures in Ideology, and, like, that is an episode that is also, the theme is evolution. Mmm. I don't remember. Isn't that the one? Didn't we cover another evolution episode? Yeah, we, we absolutely did. I think we that's have. the one. Yeah. Because, yeah, because Lucy's got to, like, figure out if she's going to write about it for oh, her paper. Yes, or, yes. Or, yes, And then, right, like, she goes to her teacher and the teacher's like, oh, you can just write about it from a Christian perspective. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. And you fast forward 20 plus years after that episode and Focus is like, no. No. N- marbles. <laughs> the, teachers, the teachers are the villain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well it's li- they're literally bullies in this.
1: So this is this is the point at which we'd roll the promo except there's no promo to roll because it never is aired on the radio.
0: Wow. I really bungled this. I just destroyed uh, it. Can we just stop? Is it too late to stop? No, Andrew.
1: Because then I would have to go off and let off this steam some other way. Whereas now we're rolling.
0: Fair. That makes sense. It's okay. We have to suffer the consequences of our choices. Yeah. And that is this terrible episode. The choice
1: I have to suffer the consequence of is letting Andrew have a choice. (laughs) Vote
0: to remove Andrew's right to choose. Yeah, you know what? I (laughs) I think the Supreme Court might might rule in favor for that. Yeah, I I like we've already got women. Let's just one dude. One dude's okay too. (laughs) Oh my stars! It's so wonderful, and
1: by wonderful I mean terrifying. But the point of the point I was making about choices is like that was a much better version of this episode. That episode at least had, like, interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And, like, stayed true to characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, didn't fully strawman one side. And, like, yeah, this episode is just... Oh. And I don't... Yeah. Who knows when it was, like, written, recorded, like, that whole thing. But the episode... Releases August of two thousand eight, and it it is right on like the so this this is two thousand eight. This is presidential year. Mm -hmm. This is George W. Bush has served two terms. So everything's up in the air. Barack (laughs) Obama, and this is like.
0: This is focuses
1: <laughs> This is focus going like okay these issues are very important for us to oh, yeah. get out right now cuz this is going to affect things in a couple months so make sure you vote the right way
0: Exactly I am not going to re- wish you a happy holidays <laughs> Oh mm. my stars Yeah no it it is truly an exercise in audacity <laughs> Uh, there's just the entirety of the truth chronicles and it's, it's unfortunate, um, that I had so much affection for it, but I think, I think that the absolute truth narrative that was pushed so heavily during this time and, and in the, you know, the dominant, uh, Christian culture of the era is Important to reflect on, because it really does contrast the kind of pluralism that we have now, where it's like you know everybody has their own truth, and that's kind of the uh, kind of the uh the brush that focus paints science and stuff with at this point, but it's it it doesn't even do it the justice of. Of making pluralism a respectable view it's just saying oh you believe in religion you're an idiot like i believe in science and so i'm right that's just scientism that's just another religion
1: yep i I learned that in school well because they have to create an us versus them narrative exactly and not flinch from it yeah it is Ugh.
0: no and it's so annoying because they you can see in the episode when they use words like uh or the teacher says stuff like oh you know stop mixing religion with your science and i'm like good scientists mix religion <laughs> with their science i
1: don't know who you think you are mrs Galbreath, but oh i i think i know who she is She's a straw man created by Focus <laughs> on the Family so that they can dunk on people who think differently than them for 20 minutes yep. in a kid's show.
0: Yep, yep. Let's just make her a bully. Let's have her harass Nelson, which is totally like all the teachers I know. Um, that they just bully the children and don't really care about their participation or mental well-being.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh- well, Andrew, you forget... teachers are the villains it's true i mean i was homeschooled that's why i'm so great yeah uh uh uh-huh uh-huh
0: so this episode begins with jill reading genesis one
1: right it is wild so Mm -hmm. having not listened to truth chronicles i've not heard jill in any context other than kidsborough oh okay so like she just exists there as does Ryan. Nelson kind of bleeds into some other stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. for the most part, those characters are Kidsborough Kidsboro. yeah. And so when it starts, and it's the voice of Jill, I was just like, oh, oh. weird. Yeah, no, she's I did have to look it up on the wiki. Part <laughs> of three episodes. Yep. Um, and, yeah, she reads Genesis 1 and then mumbles, I don't know, under her breath, mm-hmm. and then... Wit
0: walks up.
1: <laughs> yep, and she's... Yeah. Wit is
0: commissioned her to write an article about the theory of evolution being taught as a fact for his wits end published newspaper.
1: Is this a thing that's established elsewhere in elsewhere in the Truth Chronicles or something? When? Did, why does Wit have a newspaper? When did this happen? I have
0: no clue, and I honestly can't remember enough about the Truth Chronicles to say if it's ever mentioned again. There
1: is a wiki page for. Wits newspaper and when you click on it it takes you to a blank page that just has the title <laughs> of the newspaper at the top and that's it that makes perfect but the sense. newspaper apparently does have a title mm-hmm. which is not said in this episode which makes me think it's another stuff it's called the whole truth
0: i think it might be i think it might be elsewhere in kidsboro that i'm just forgetting because truth it Chronicles. is or, yeah
1: Here's the thing, Andrew. I'm never going to know because I refuse to listen to another one of these episodes. No, that's correct. I, I think that don't that's the, even I'll, know. I'll go
0: back and do the suffering for
1: you. There may be... I don't know. I could maybe get suckered into it by a guest who I really respect. That's fair. But I will push back a bit. <laughs> that's fair.
0: Well, and yeah... Unfortunately, with this show, I feel like we tend to go one of two ways, where we're either talking about episodes we like and hold a decent amount of affection for, or it's the the opposite end. And unfortunately, this is the opposite end.
1: I would actually push back a little bit and say, like, I think that we tend to talk more about stuff we like. Like, the, mm-hmm. are, the lens of the show has, is less like, let's dunk on Odyssey yeah. than it is like, Let's interrogate the stuff we like and why it's good, and then sometimes we talk about stuff that's not. But usually, we can still find like mm-hmm. nice things to say yeah. or come at it from like a multifaceted view. Whereas I this like episode, in this episode, I, I don't think, think that, he's a bad dude. <laughs> I think this episode could be erased from the world, and we would only gain.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: <laughs> like, I truly think that this is this this has no value
0: fair (laughs) i mean no no it's true and honestly i think that it speaks to the futility of the way that these arguments are engaged with in a larger uh kind of societal realm like in in that arena uh it's so broad and i want to say diminishing of what the other side is actually trying to say that we do get the us versus them and so this is focus, you know, painting the picture against science and uh, and then science, you know, you'll see paints a picture against uh, Christianity as well. And there's a lot of really good debates around this time uh, was the the Ken Ham versus Bill Nye classic Great. throwdown. Great. Oh, did you think you were going to get out of this episode yeah. without having it brought up, Dylan? I
1: <laughs> guess not. Hey, what if two unpleasant men yelled at each other?
0: Well, and again, they're not even good debaters. And sure. and that and that was the thing where Bill Nye is a scientist and Ken Ham is pretty sciency but not like terribly so like he's more of a pastor than he is a scientist right. potentially. Uh, and so yeah, you have these big large kind of uh, yeah, like social arena events where both sides are yeah, just dunking on each other and being like, Oh my gosh, Bill Nye just he just completely ignored Ken Ham's argument because he's not a Christian. Oh the my gosh.
1: Point, the whole point of those are to get both sides to like each other less. Yeah. Which is the opposite of everything I care about. Exactly.
0: But I would argue that there are other examples of those topics being engaged with in meaningful ways that are a bit more humane. So, like sure. Peter Lennox had a debate with the uh, De- do too. It's not Richard Doc. Daw- wait, I think it might be Richard Dawkins. I
1: I I don't I don't know. I don't. this is this is not a realm I ever cared about. I need to. I had a friend who liked Ken Ham, and so I watched some Ken Ham stuff at one point, and it did not stick for me. This was never, like, so much of culture war was not something I cared about, and this one feels like it really takes the cake on just, like, I I went to public school, Mm -hmm. and this never came up or was a thing that i cared about
0: exactly well I and mean, yeah and i feel like the only way that it does get pushed in those circles is by individuals that really wholeheartedly adopt one side of the narrative whether that be all religion is bad or all science is bad and that's like what makes this conversation happen but that is also the narrative being pushed by both sides in discussion about it you know and there's a certain amount of grace that i can give to both sides cuz not everybody is doing it that way all the time uh but i would say in larger social discourse those are the narratives that we push those are the jokes that we laugh
1: at you know i'm just if like if sense. you if you in your interrogation of a thing put like the idea of being right or being wrong over the like over building relationship with a person, and
0: being a I'm, good, I'm person. done. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: I quit. Like I do mm. not care about anything.
0: Like enough to be a bad person about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just for sure. to like, like I yeah, I'm like we're like, I don't know, community being like in fellowship, mm. like relating to people is way more important to me than any issue yeah for sure like, I, I, I don't understand why you would want to yeah why you would want to burn anyone down for something they think like I just
0: ugh. well and I I, I think like, the reason ugh. that I picked this episode was more so to point out all of the imaginary lines that we do draw between science and the faith that science philosophy, And religion would all look at and say, you know, these are more gray areas and blurred lines than they are hard boundaries between the two. And, you know, you call it postmodernism or whatever, which to go into philosophy a bit, you know, we had modernism that came up and, uh, you know, put science at the forefront. That's where like scientism evolution was established during this time very much reliant on human understanding and our ability to solve our own problems. Um, and then after World War II, when we saw that the, you know, nuclear bombs also came from science and those were not good, did not solve problems, made more problems, um, everybody started to be more skeptical and question things. And so from this perspective, like in that in that postmodern perspective, I think that it's very reasonable to hold the value of multiple different perspectives and appreciate that it serves a greater holistic understanding. So whether you're looking at the values of, a, like, science cannot account for the supernatural, but the supernatural exists. We witness it, it happens. Dylan can testify to it, I can testify to it. People that believe different things than us can testify to it science has no explanation for it but science also gives us way more information about our earth and its history than the bible really ever did <laughs> as far as understanding how old it is and how it's changed over the years and things like that and the the line that this episode loves to fabricate is that if it doesn't line up with a fundamentalist view of creation a literal 7-day creation it's not science or, or it's not real. It's not yeah, authentic. It's,
1: it's not truth. It's not truth. Truth it's, it's is not the absolute.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, yeah. <laughs> of any absolute value.
1: Right. But yeah, and then right the flip the flip side is being like, well, if you're really fundamentalist about your science, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're building your house on sand. Yeah. Versus exactly. like us, who if we're fundamentalists, we're building our house on a rock. And I'm mm-hmm. like. This is terrible. No, it's like, terrible. who, like, you're, it's just, you're, it's such caricatures and it's just so uninteresting and I hate the, yeah, I, uh, talking about this episode is nothing because there's not, like, a structure of an episode here. Like, we just wind up talking about what the episode is pushing mm-hmm. and not the episode because, like, that's what takes the dominance.
0: No, exactly. And I so, think that you're, you're perfectly correct in that
1: yeah. understanding and so which is right Wit comes in and is like jill you're gonna write an article uh, on my newspaper and she's like well i just don't understand how i could write an interesting article not because i disagree with creation but because i think it's so cut and dry and who would have an issue with it and it's like oh well you're gonna find some people out there who do have an issue with it <laughs> Like, you naive person. Send like, the child to battle. That's right. That's a good idea. Right. And then, yeah, and she's like, yeah, but I want to talk about the story. Like, I want to tell a person's story instead of something that's, like, super academic. And then and she's like, you know, something won't walk through the door, and Nelson does. And mm-hmm. he's dealing with the same thing, and he's got to present about Darwin as president of the science club. And he's trying to figure out what angle he's going to do it. And it's like, oh, well, you know, let me... Uh, guide you in that i have a risky idea you can try out Mm -hmm. and he takes them in to kids radio and plays a the world's worst object well no the second worst (laughs) object lesson because we have to get to marbles (laughs) later Um, another wit specialty <laughs> but this horrible object lesson about this story that connie wrote mm-hmm. that you can't quite figure out where it's going and he's with what he's saying is different than what their assumptions are mm-hmm. but neither of them know and they can't ask the person who created the thing and, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, <laughs> it's the most like juvenile of arguments. Mm-hmm. It's an argument that is entirely, like, all of this stuff is entirely ungracious to their straw man opposing mm-hmm. side. Like it's like, it's the very like, you know, well if you just logic your way through it, obviously we're right. And I'm like, if faith, if what you believe can be fully proven out by logic it's no longer faith. Exactly. So what what is the point of that? Exactly. Like I like holding two things that seem contradictory at the yeah. same time. Like that is faith. Yeah. Being like, well, this is the only thing that makes sense is not. And it's like it's the same thing. Whereas like I like really struggle with like Jordan Peterson stuff or mm-hmm. whatever, which where it's just like yeah but if you try and remove the faith element of this stuff then i don't think it has value anymore
0: yeah yeah no and it's 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 terrible that 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 is the way that those topics are interacted with and yeah it's it's i think it's incredibly frustrating because she says that she doesn't want it to be academic but evolution in itself as an academic like is a product of academia right like like sure, that's like saying i can... want to build a table without using any screwdrivers
1: yeah just use nails but like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah okay fine <laughs> i
0: we're nailing tables
1: i disagree in that i think that it's i think that there's an interesting story to just like you can make i mean any story can be a human interest story if that's what you're going for yeah and to like interview a bunch of different people about what they believed how they were raised mm-hmm. how those two things interplay yeah is like just off the top of the head and like would make for an interesting thing way Especially better. right? <laughs> especially if you present it in a way where you were coming at it with like from a neutral journalist perspective mm-hmm. and exactly. just kind of being like hey i went out i talked to people These people believe this coming from this background with these reasons, not the. Jill's writing for (laughs) InfoWars. But like, yeah, I think there's I think there's there is interesting stuff to write about that is not Mm -hmm. like academia.
0: Yeah, no, 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 that's fair. That is fair.
1: And yeah, and it's just but it's like, no, like the story that they go for, it it's gotta be us versus then. And actually, to be fair, they Jill's story doesn't amount to anything. That is like mm. never circled back t- towards. No. She is in this whole episode and she writes a story, I guess, but like but only exists to provide not,
0: framing to what they're doing with Nelson. <laughs> they
1: do not care about it. I don't know why she's in this episode. Like it doesn't yeah. make sense any sense also nelson doesn't need to be in this episode because everything he does is just, just what Witt Witt. tells him to do yeah he doesn't get to like think or come up with his own ideas wit gives him object lessons to pwn atheists and then he does them
0: Mm-hmm. well and as a kid that was all i wanted <laughs> <sighs> Uh-huh. And not to say that I was, like, I, I don't have any memories of, like, poning atheists with said arguments.
1: Well, right, because it's all a fictionalized thing in your head. Yeah. This, these aren't actual conversations you have in your real life. No. And if you did have these conversations in your real life, you would no longer be friends with those people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> friendship is about... Compromise is about meeting people where they're at. It's not about walking to a room and giving them a lecture about how what they think isn't actually logical and what you think is. Mm-hmm. That is not... Like, screw you if that's yeah. if that's your approach. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like, fair. Like, you make like you build relationships you point people to christ through like being there for them through thick and thin Mm -hmm. through listening and through like not through trying to win a debate and Mm -hmm. prove to them that what you think is is righter than what they think
0: well and and there's uh, there's a lot of truth to that because i also think that it uh, I, i took a class on apologetics this past semester and that's Basically, the entirety of what it's centered around. And my biggest conflict with that class was the fact that they treat non believers and unbelievers kind of not necessarily as less than people, but showing empathy and connecting with them genuinely is a secondary level. Like, that's something that has to be explicitly mentioned in because in apologetics, it's all about God, it's all about defending your faith. And yeah, I, I feel that that, di- that distinction is just disgusting. <laughs> like, I feel like it's got to be inherent to it, and that should be the lens at which everybody's operating from. Is just, you know, try to be a genuinely kind person and care about them, engage with them meaningfully. You know, if they have questions, answer them comprehensively. Don't be afraid to engage. It's not bad to be informed but also own your biases and own your perspectives and where you come from and where you got those answers. Like, I don't think that it's rocket science to be a good apologist and not a terrible person, but that is not what that field creates. It doesn't create listeners. It creates talkers. And I feel like if you want to defend the faith, Hmm. the first thing you need to do is start listening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And know that there's not easy answers yeah, and that, like, everyone's on their own journey and just because, yeah, you're able to, like, fee- like, just because you, like, your journey to the place that you're at is not going to be the same as them. So mm-hmm. if these are the things that really solidified your faith, they're not going to have that same experience and yeah. that's fine. Like, it... <sighs> yeah
0: so they go back to kids radio they play this mystery bit that uh connie made for them and we already talked about it it's all about context clues and them drawing different assumptions and it's just pieces of a bigger story um and this is basically where wit gets to get up on his soapbox and tell tell nelson exactly what he wants that him to convey uh in his presentation and that they lack Key evidence to prove their theories, which is is the big thing, is that evolution can't be proven, therefore it should not be endorsed. But so much, I mean, yeah. If you want to apply that law universally, then that's you're going to be in a world of trouble <laughs> as far as trying to operate in the twenty first century. Um,
1: yeah, I yeah, it's just. Uh... Yeah, like you're coming at this and being like, no, no, we we can prove without a shadow of a doubt that what we believe is true, mm-hmm. but they can't.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, exactly, and it's it's exhausting and it's frustrating because it also it puts God in a box in the way that we read the Bible in the sense that if God, who is above all things, before all things, and through all things, wanted to, he could guide a process of several billion years of evolution to make it spit out exactly what we got 3,000 years ago that we started writing about. Like, <laughs> if that was the case. And I would say that by listening to those debates, and this past semester I did do a lot of that between taking philosophy and apologetics It was a lot about defending the faith to this sort of modernistic worldview of, you know, there is no meaning to life. It all happens from random chance the fact that we exist and the intricacies that we do is the most powerful testimony to a creator God than can be presented, in my opinion, only because it is so incredibly complicated. <laughs> like, And you listen to um, like Peter Lennox, who's a big pastor, talk about it, and he said in his debate with Richard Dawkins, um, the, the precision at which... The biomechanics would have to navigate over the course of billions of years to create said product. It's like a minutia of a minutia of a minutia to suggest that that is entirely independent and completely random. And so even coming from a scientific perspective, I feel like the idea of say, oh, all religions, bad science has all the answers is completely as unfounded. Hmm yeah and and that's that's yeah that's i would say that's my my soapbox for this episode is more so saying the fact that this is an us versus them and not a we can understand this better together hmm. uh mentality that creates so many problems and The way that they're portraying the teachers and not being empathetic and engaging. Like, what is that doing for kids in America that are going to schools and wanting to talk about these big things if they feel like their teachers aren't going to listen and aren't going to care? Some teachers don't listen. Some teachers don't care. But if we have a choice to represent them, I feel like it is the Christian duty to be at least generous and try to encourage uh, a better outcome.
1: Yeah. I was just reminded of one (laughs) <laughs> my maybe one moment of just of like i i, I how yeah, we were learning about uh spontaneous generation mm. um which was this bad theory um mm-hmm. back in the day of like that you know worms come from rain or whatever. Yeah, yeah and and i went to my teacher after class and i was like i was like so why does like if, if we, like, don't believe in this and, like, think that this is a, that this, that this was bad science and is not, like, good, then, like, why do people, like, why do scientists believe in evolution? And my teacher just very matter-of-factly went, not all scientists believe in evolution.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> he was just like, he was like, yeah, and that was just, like, where that conversation, like, started yeah. and stopped. And that is just... That is a teacher at a public school just being like, why why are you trying to start a fight, kid? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, like, I'm just gonna very matter-of-factly shut this down. You're trying to come at this with, like, an us-versus-them narrative? And I'm just gonna be like, no, I mean, people believe different things. It's whatever. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like that's... That is all it takes. Like this episode could have been completely different. And I think that there's a world in which this episode is way better if they paint the teacher and Nelson in a better light, where they give Nelson the autonomy to kind of come to some of these conclusions on his own, maybe explore and learn about things, uh, maybe, you know... Yeah, he's like too a, dumb to do that. A Novacom era like, uh, montage of them, like, going house-to-house, house asking questions and stuff. Like, that would be great, but... No, this is the episode we got, and uh, unfortunately, the Acme Rainbow Marble Company is branded in
1: my brain. That's I, horrible. Feel. i you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Wit <laughs> explains to Nelson how he's gonna get the you know get the sign. So sorry, Nelson he's, shows up at Science Club and is like, "Let me talk." Like tries to start a conversation mm-hmm. about about like hey maybe evolution's not the solution and all the all of his classmates yell at him and then the teacher pulls him out of the room and lectures him and mm. tells him that you know he's dumb and that we can't mix science and religion and um yeah then nelson like goes off he and jill have a conversation where jill's just kind of like ah you gotta like fire back and whatever mm. and all this stuff and like go down with the ship and nelson's just kind of like I don't know. Let me like go and think this over on my mm-hmm. own. And I was like, Oh, exactly. That's a cool <laughs> moment of the show. And then immediately we just go to wit and yep. Wit gives Nelson a plan of action. Yep. And it doesn't even like, it's so bad because it
0: doesn't even give you the dignity of like hearing Nelson receive the conversation. It's just wit being like, let me tell you about the Acme rainbow marble company and then cut to him Nelson in class giving the presentation about the Acme Rainbow Marble Company. Right.
1: So, yeah, Nelson sets up this thing where he's going to do a demonstration about, you know, the – about how evolution, you know, maybe – you know, we should talk about religion as well and not just evolution. Like, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. evolution doesn't have all the answers. And if we're going to be truly scientific about this, we got to hit it from all angles. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. The teacher's like, great, you can do that. Um, And then at the end, we'll do a vote. Mm -hmm. And so he does this horrible presentation and then the kids all vote to keep him and the teacher fumes off mad. And that's the end of the episode. We never loop back to jail. Nope. What's the Acme Rainbow Marble Company, Andrew? Oh my
0: gosh. So it is a jar full of marbles. um, A jarbles? A jarbles. A jarbles that is darkly colored. uh, Like through a glass darkly, except for jarbles. Um, Uh That could be the title of this episode. (laughs) Great. Yep, that's how titles work for our podcast. Yep, exactly. Uh, So this mystery uh container of marbles reportedly has all the colors of the rainbow um but then nelson hands the the jar of marbles around has everybody pull out marbles and yell out the colors one color notably missing is the blue marble and so nelson in this hypothetical uh calls the manufacturer and says oh you know send me some more marbles I, i i can't find any of these blue marbles and they say trust me it's in there But obviously, because he can't see through the clear container, to see, he's got to just keep looking um, and trust that they exist. And so at a certain point, he gives up and believes that the Acme Rainbow Company does not uh, create blue marbles. And that's his argument against evolution. Because the key missing pieces of the fossil record and everything um, haven't been found yet. And the teacher says, oh, well, we've only been looking for 100 years or so. Which... Fair. Good argument. We're still digging stuff up out of the ground all the time that we didn't know was there. Uh, And two, Nelson says that, you know, the way that he figures it, if evolution is what people think it is, then there should be fossils everywhere that are, um,
1: you know, providing overwhelming, irrefutable evidence to support said theory. And then the teacher gets prodded into suggesting that the earth was put into existence by aliens. Yep. A thing that nobody believes. No, but it's because we just have to push the teacher until they until we see that, oh, they don't actually believe anything, they're an idiot. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they do. uh,
0: Yeah. Intelligent design is the Trojan horse that Christianity has created in the scientific world, which is fair, and I don't think that it's necessarily entirely bad, but the way that it's used in this episode is bad, (laughs) because there's a lot of non-Christian creation scientists that that would support the the creation of the universe by some sort of uh, higher power that wouldn't subscribe to evolution or have uh, a biblical basis for their understanding. But yeah, no, it's terrible. It's a terrible light for the teacher. And Nelson, I just, I feel so bad for him because he's so antagonized by his teacher throughout this entire process. And it's, like, genuinely traumatic. I feel bad for
1: the teacher because she is so antagonized by the show. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. This I feel lovely woman. Awful for this, Right. It's just, you know, we've got... We've... Yeah. She's yeah. a good
0: voice actor, too. We, we sure, sure. Her Ro- Rosalind
1: Aries, done stuff. Give her, she's, her flowers. She's you know voiced a bunch of video game characters and it appears as lady duff gordon in titanic which is relevant because as this episode comes out avatar will be out later this week go see avatar it's gonna make the most money of every of any movie ever so i'm gonna promote it here first (laughs) you know and then i can claim responsibility you can get those royalties Uh uh
0: uh-huh we're just trying to get a piece of that avatar money yeah 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 so I yeah I don't know I, I have so many mixed feelings so my memory of this episode how do you have mixed feelings? because I I thought that um, that they painted the teacher in an even worse light than they did. That was my assumption. So believe it or not, uh, this is actually slightly better than I remembered in certain instances as far as what they said. Great. And, um, And then also I remember liking Nelson a lot less than I did this time where I was like, oh, okay. Like I like Nelson. I don't think that he is bad. I feel so bad for Paul Hurlinger having to do this at the end of his career. I hope the paycheck he got from it was worth it.
1: Pour one out for Paul Hurlinger having to do this right at the end of his life and career. What a freaking bummer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's... I would say that... Mixed feelings in the sense that I liked Wit before I listened to this episode again. Now I don't like him at all. (laughs) I was like, "Oh yeah, Wit was doing such a good job. You know, he was so kind." No, no, he was just dumping it down his throat, and Nelson was scared, so he said what the wise old man (air quotes) told him to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And like you said, this wasn't a conversation that really happened. Oh. Wait, before we get out of here, there is a very important memory, and it, it stems from homeschooling and that Ken Ham uh, debate, because we, uh, as a homeschool biology co-op, had to recreate the Ken Ham-Bill Nye debate. For, it was creation versus evolution.
1: Who did you play, Andrew? Uh,
0: I believe I played Bill Nye. I... No, no, I didn't. I was on Ken Ham's side because I didn't get to pick a side. <laughs> and much
1: like nelson in this episode didn't get the pick
0: (laughs) aside it was truly a self-fulfilling prophecy so yeah in all the ways that this feels so far out of the realm of normal possibility uh it did actually happen to me because it was contrived and i would like to conclude my notes on this episode by shouting out the 19th psalm because it is a banger the only good
1: part of this episode is when they just read the nineteenth psalm. <laughs> okay, uh, can I can I before you do that conclude with my last anecdote? Yes, please. Uh, so, my, the aside from doing this podcast and knowing that the Truth Chronicles exists there and seeing it as a kid, the other time I ran into the Truth Chronicles about five years ago. I was leading uh, in the youth group, and it was middle school, and another leader, not the youth pastor, just some volunteer person who was uh, a couple years younger than me, um, apropos of nothing, suggested, like, hey, what if we went through the, cru- the truth chronicles as a youth group activity? And I was like, no, <laughs> that sounds crazy not because I knew of any of the contents but because I was like I understand these were made to come accompany the truth project also this is middle school these kids yeah. are old enough that like yeah. the least cool thing in the world would be like Odyssey. hi kids let's <laughs> gather around and listen to an audio drama about creation and then like Force answer questions beliefs. later yeah. like why would I to my day baffles me that that is a thing that was suggested by was
0: i the one that suggested it, it? was not you okay. <laughs> I'm also, thinking i am
1: I can tell you after we were done who it was okay because okay. it's someone you know
0: was it my brother
1: <laughs> no no it's no no one who's been on the show come on oh, okay 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 anyways that's my last truth chronicles anecdote which is now even more i'm like concerned for that person um even more now than i was then but maybe they were like you, looking back at it with rose-colored glasses.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lord, I hope so. I don't know. I I try to respect people and their different beliefs, and try to at least find something valuable uh, in it. If there's nothing of value to be found, then walk away.
1: <laughs> All right, you're reading the the 19th Psalm.
0: Oh, would you would you like me to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Said you were gonna do it to to clo- to close us out here. Oh no, I, I was, was just saying that, that was
0: that was the best thing. I,
1: oh, yeah. I I thought I thought you said you were going to do this. No, no, anger. I'll do it. I'll well, do now
0: it. I'm forcing you to do this. Okay. Oh boy, that's, that's 14 verses. You don't
1: have to read the whole thing unless you want to. I mean, I don't know. The heavens
0: tell of the glory of God, and their expanse declares the work of his hands. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words, Their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out into all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has placed a tent for the sun, which, like a groom coming out of his chamber, it rejoices like a strong person to run his course. That is the first five verses of Psalm 19.
1: In what version, Andrew?
0: Oh, the NASB 2020, because you know me. I'm an NASB guy.
1: There you go. Okay. I, I guess on that note, thank you for giving me some words of calm after mm. to try and bring my blood pressure down a little bit.
0: Yeah. You know what? I mean, keep going. It's a great song. I only, there's just nine verses left. If yeah. you start feeling boiling over, you know, those those mm. those uh, inside out characters are getting a little too loud. You just read yourself a little in Psalm
1: 19. You'll feel great. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, with that being said, we're, we're gonna be back not in quite a week and a little bit more than that to do a, uh, a our, our Christmas special with a guest as as we t- typically do, um, unless something crazy happens because like Dylan I said, is the schedule a is, service from is, <laughs> during this episode <laughs> scheduling's weird right now. And then yeah, we've got we've got some exciting plans for the new year that we'll be talking about at some point here, um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think uh, there's there's some there's some guests we weren't able to squeeze in this fall because of the stupidness that we were dealing with. So uh, expect more guest episodes come the spring too. I'm I'm excited. We've got we've got some cool stuff in the works, folks. Uh, thanks for coming with us on this horrible horrible adventure. If any of you <laughs> have problems, email me. Please leave Dylan out of this. <laughs> if any of you listened to this episode before listening to our episode like you 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 went and you listened to the science club having not seen or heard it before um please tweet andrew your venmo handle and he will (laughs) send you five bucks i do
0: owe you that much money (laughs) i'm not looking forward to all the venmo requests from
1: my family members (laughs) this is gonna be tough (laughs) (laughs) all right uh with all that being said bye guys bye i hate you andrew i love you dylan WADFAM Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lititz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WADFAM Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WADFAM at gmail.com. The Science Club was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haberstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wild Fam Chalk Pod.